Hey, how's it going? You're listening to The Drive Home. It's a Tuesday, pouring down. If you're on the road right now, you are driving through the rain. I love driving through the rain. It reminds me of the time, I remember I lived in North Hollywood, California, and I went to this school, I think it was for fourth grade, and I remember they were doing this musical number. I really don't know why exactly the reason for it or, or what the motivation was behind it, but I remember it being a good experience. And it was the song by a guy named Eddie Rabbit. I don't know if you ever heard of him or not, but the song was, uh, I love a rainy night. And it, and it talked about the rain on the windshield and and I don't know, for some reason, I, th- I think because there were so many horrible things going on in my life during that time that I gravitated towards those good things. You know what I'm saying? Because things were so jacked up, I gravitated towards those good things. And so now, you know, uh, here I am, 44 years old, and I love it when I'm driving and there's a rain. It was like my own thing, you know? I was a kid, my parents had their issues, and it was just like my corner of the world was that school and the things that that went on there for the, the short period of time that I was there. And I remember that song, Eddie Rabbit. They had like some like same thing. I don't know if Eddie Rabbit might have came to the school or something. It's very possible living in California, you know, I'm not really sure. But it's pouring down right now. It is pouring. Man, my brain is fried. I don't know about you, it's only Tuesday, but my brain is fried. I'm, I, I, I tell you, I did not get good sleep last night. It was, it was not a good look for me last night going to sleep. I was watching Stranger Things on to season three. I won't give any spoilers away, but I was watching Stranger Things uh, with my family, and uh, and it wasn't like it spooked me out or anything. But uh, I was up pretty late. You know, the whole binge watching. You know, you're on you're on Netflix, whatever, or Amazon Prime, or Hulu, whatever it is that you watch, and you're and you keep watching the show. You're like, oh, it's just so good. I gotta watch it. Just like potato chips. I just gotta have another one. The problem is, is the other one winds up being it's 12.30 at night and you've got to go to work in the morning. And then you declare to everybody else, kind of like Will Ferrell, where you say, I drive a Dodge Stratus. And you say, I have to work in the morning. I'm the one who has to leave. I'm the one that has to get up early. You know, and then they, they, they just, they don't get it. They don't get it. They don't have to leave early. They don't have to get up. They don't have to to go through and deal with and have your brain I need to have my brain at 100% at least 80% maybe 75% but today I was more like a 52% and I had to do a lot of work and I did do a lot of work but I didn't do as much work as I could do if I would have got to bed earlier so you need to get your sleep so anyways I was um I was looking online seeing some things uh and I noticed that they're already starting to pull out these details about the shooters that were uh, that were responsible for this latest um, 
mass uh, mass shooting that that took place. Uh, the one now, the one in, in in Dayton, Ohio. They're talking about this person, and uh, I'm not going to name his name because even though he's he's dead, there's really no point in giving giving that um, identity. But they're they're talking about this person, and they're saying that this person was part of a band. This person was part of a music band, and this music band were known for being uh, 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 not just grindcore, but apparently it's porno grind, um, which is just this uh, ridiculous, I don't know, it, that they call it music. But the thing that I found that was really uh, ridiculous, and it was just such a disconnect from reality, the thing that I found that was such a disconnect from reality was the people that were part of this band that this this person was in, the one who had done the, the, the shooting in Dayton, that they they I they they, they were there was the, there was this horrible name for their band and they're all about misogynistic um, views towards women. Now you listen, you know what? I'm gonna scrap that idea that it's just misogynistic. No, their their lyrics their album titles have to do with horrible, violent, perverse, sexual, demoralizing treatment of females. And one of the little things that popped in the article that I thought was interesting was here you had this album cover that literally had a, a body that was uh, mutilated on the cover. A body that's mutilated on the cover, and the album and the music uh, is revolving around treating women horribly by by disfigurement and rape. And the person in the band is disgusted at what this person did in Dayton, Ohio, and 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 calls this the music that he that he does the the person that was in this band. We'll call him John. We'll call the guy in Dayton Bob. John is disgusted by what Bob did, but then calls the music just for fun. It's just for fun. You know, I work in a school system. If I saw a student writing these words, drawing pictures that are that are depicted on these albums, that student would be in front of the principal. That student would be at the guidance counselor. That student would be having to answer some questions. You know, nowadays, kids can't even draw guns on their piece of paper without there being 20 questions sent their way. But apparently now, because they're outside of school or whatever and they're adults, it's perfectly okay. It's normal. It's just for fun, uh, John says in the interview. It's just for fun. I can't believe this Bob person would go and do the things that he did. But I'm like, you're singing about these horrible things and you're saying that it's just for fun? Like, that's a disconnect from reality. Then on top of it, the person who's writing this article that does the interviewing associates this porno grind music, this horrible treatment, depiction, of women and associates that with the term toxic masculinity. That is not toxic, okay? That is revolting. That is an abomination. That is not even remotely 
close to the buzzword in media about toxic masculinity that should not even be associated with the same terms. That's like taking uh, the, 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 I don't know. That, that's like taking the liberal party and then, and then, and, and putting it and associating it with um, a bunch of, you know, I don't know, sun worshippers and that who sacrifice babies and blah blah blah. That's taking the Nazis and associating that with the Republican Party. Like it, it's just a complete and absolute disconnect from reality to the extreme. To the extreme. Like, men should treat women with respect. Women should treat men with respect. But that is getting lost. And then you have individuals who feel so strongly about their ideology that they take it into their own hands, their own hands to to construct and try to recreate what they think is idealism. And this individual, Bob, who decided to act out his feelings towards other human beings, is associated with this music, but yet the people that are part of the music say, well, this is just for fun. Again, kind of like the conversation that we that that was yesterday, when you've got gangbangers riding around listening to gangbanging music, gangbanging, shooting other individuals that have opposite color as you or what have you. You know, you have this type of toxic environment where this self-hatred is 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 taught, is ingrained because of the color of skin, because of the location of where you live, because of the family that you're a part of, because of the environment you were brought up in. There's all these different factors that are taking place. And because of that, you wind up acting out in the way that the music is being presented to you. Now, I know that, you know, I've watched hip-hop history stuff. I've watched it where you find out that Too Short, who is a rapper from Oakland, California, who talks about being a pimp, was never a pimp. Now, when I was growing up and I was listening to Too Short in my white, not middle class, lower, upper echelon, poor class, bedroom, because you know, of course, first world country, you know, we have houses and we have roofs and we have stereos and things of that nature. Our poverty here is much different. You know, I wouldn't say that we were poor. I wouldn't say that we were middle class. Um, I would say we were probably in between. Now that was when I was listening to Too Short. Um, that wasn't at points and periods of time in my life when we didn't have much at all. We were living in horrible environments, uh, crime-ridden, uh, violent neighborhoods, um, things that uh, definitely shaped and formed my, my, my psyche and, and how I interact with people in the world and 
But at this point in time, I'm, I'm listening to Too Short, and Too Short is talking about Oakland, California. Now, I lived in California, and we might have drove through Oakland or something, but that's kind of like living where I live now and then driving through parts of Pittsburgh, like Homewood, a point in time. I remember doing that with my parents and not seeing any doors on the houses, windows broken out, people in the streets. But Oakland is a lot different than that. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't that. Uh, it wasn't that way per se. When that Too Short singing about. It. I mean, there was crime and there was gangs and there was drugs and things of that nature. But Too Short was talking about a particular part of Oakland, and he was talking about the pimp lifestyle, and to the point where I believed that Too Short was a pimp because he talked about it so well. But then I find out years later that it wasn't that Too Short was a pimp, is that he would hang around with people that were pimps. And that he was an artist and a storyteller. And that was his persona that he took on. And he became a voice of those that were in the streets that lived the pimp lifestyle, but he himself was not a pimp. Now, me living in you know, where I live, when am I going to grow up and think that, oh, I could become a pimp now because Too Short's a pimp? I didn't, I didn't buy into that. Now, were there other people that were listening to Too Short that maybe didn't live in this area and knew that he wasn't really about that? Would they think that pimping was cool? Absolutely. So what does a pimp do? Let's break that down. Because the whole idea of being a pimp did get sold to me when I was younger, listening to Too Short's music, seeing movies like I'm Gonna Get You Sucka, and thinking, hey, this is pretty cool. So what's a pimp? A pimp is someone who has a female that's in their possession, that then uses that female to sell her body, give her a percentage of the profit, and then take most of it for themselves. That's, that's, how is that glamorous? How is, should that be glorified? But it is. So then you have individuals like the person that took, that did the whole thing in Dayton, Bob, and he's part of this band, and they're singing about these horrible things to do to women, horrible things, and you have the guy that's in the band, John, say, well, it's just for fun. But Bob didn't think it was just for fun. Bob took it serious. And John says, well, it was just the fun. Why does he do that? He does that because he wants to absolve himself of any responsibility for any of the vile, disgusting words that spewed out of his mouth. He wants to disconnect himself from that reality, the reality that John spoke those words out into the universe. And so now, of course, John has completely tried to empty the internet of any types of remains of his band and their music and their discography and the album's covers. But it's the internet. Once it gets posted on there, somebody somewhere has it. So I felt like the piece was pretty flat. It didn't ask the right questions. It didn't ask the hard questions. I'm sure John feels horrible about, horrible, horrible, horrible. I'm sure John feels horrible for what Bob did. There's no doubt. 
but and that's the reason why the guilt I'm sure that he feels for the things that he said and I guess there's this whole scene in the Midwest this this embracement of the, of the of the porno grind or whatever and I know that shock music has been around a long time you know he references Gigi Allen in uh, in the article and Gigi Allen if you're not familiar is a punk rock artist not really known for his music he was known for his stage antics uh, he would perform naked most of the time he would defecate on the stage um, kind of like uh, how daylight if, if uh, for those that don't know I follow the battle rap culture and uh, daylight was an artist from uh, California and he really pushed the envelope when it came to uh, performing um, he saw it more than just words. He, he kind of embodied kind of almost like a Kaufmanist, Kaufmanesque uh, uh, type of um, approach to battle rap. And uh, at one point in time, his way of responding to the promoters who were not going to pay him for performing, uh, he uh, crapped on the stage. Which, if, if you think about it, in the hip-hop community, things have gotten loose compared to where the things, you know, used to be when it was uh, Onyx at the BET Awards show and when they were talking about throw your throw your guns up and then they uh, literally uh, pulled out a handgun and shot it alive round into the air. Things have changed since the 90s, you know, since those things took place. But for Daylight to do something like that where he defecates on stage, that's, that's, that's pushing the envelope as far as what's acceptable and what's cool. So Gigi Allen was doing this stuff and this person, uh, John in the band talks about how that's kind of their approach. It's just for shock value or whatever, but that doesn't disconnect you from being held accountable for the things that you say, for the images that you portray, for this particular lifestyle that you are supporting by writing and taking the time to invest your energy into creating music to perpetuate this cycle of violence against women. It doesn't absolve your responsibility. You are responsible whether you like it or not. So, you know what, on the drive home, I really I really don't have a clue what direction things are gonna go. Sometimes we have special guests. Other times it's this, you know, I, I, you know, this, this stuff is real, it's happening in the world, and I've got my opinions about it. You might not agree with me, that's fine. Uh, you don't have to, you can have your own opinion. I'd love for you to be able to, you know, uh, an opportunity for you to share your opinion. Uh, if you wanna share your opinion and get that thing popping a little bit more, if you feel like you've got a voice, hey, Anchor FM is definitely the way to go. Uh, I just have a friend that just started. Uh, go ahead and check them out. Uh, it's my driving thoughts uh, with Jeremy Cornell as the host. He's got a fantastic voice. Um, he's got a lot to say. Uh, he uh, takes uh, takes his time to uh, communicate his thoughts. Uh, his vocabulary is um, absolutely uh, an, an extensive array of knowledge when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to mysticism. Um, I believe he's going to get into some uh, uh, conspiracy uh, theories, um, just a lot of different stuff going on there. Uh, again, I, I thank you for listening. I thanks thanks for your support. 
Thank you for uh, sharing the podcast with your friends. Um, I'm on uh, Facebook now under um, The Drive Home uh, with Dale and Special Guest. And also follow me on Instagram, The Drive Home with Dale and Special Guest. Keep it simple, right? All right. So, hey, y'all know the deal. Hope you have a wonderful Tuesday. I'm going to my second guitar lesson. I'm excited about that. Um, Learning how to play guitar. Uh, wanting to combat this whole limes thing with um, uh, pushing uh, the limits in my brain and keeping things fresh. So, uh, as always, I hope you know where you're going on the drive home. Hey, how's it going? Back to ya. The last segment was pretty heavy. I thought I'd lighten it up just a little bit. Just got done with my guitar lesson. I'm trying a different way of going about, a little bit different format. Uh, Maybe uh, having an episode have uh, several segments in it. Um, So anyways, just got done with the guitar lesson. This is my second week. And I am freaking stoked, man. I am super excited. I'm like, I just, I, I just, had epiphanies, you know what I'm saying, and 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 I'm like, okay, uh, this this person that's teaching me, um, they know what they're doing. They 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 have a, a, a history of, of being successful uh, in, in instructing others and in, in playing the guitar and other musical instruments. Um, they're patient, they're willing to adapt to the way that I learn. I, I I'm just so. Super! I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. The feeling of, of, uh, of. Uh, so, so, so. I'll break it down for you. Now, this is how. You know, there, there's a there's a scripture that says, "Do not despise the day of small beginnings," and that's truth here because that's. I mean, that is true. But uh, so, so the song I want to learn is "Amazing Grace," and I had my lesson and I learned this. The strum. Well, I thought I was doing the right strum, but apparently I wasn't. I was doing a a force-force beat strum when I should have been doing a three-quarter beat, a three-force beat strum. And he started me in in, 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 in that way today with a three-force beat and corrected my thing that I was doing. And then I realized, holy crap, I just played a freaking song! What? I played a song! An actual, real, somebody somewhere, in some place, in some time, sat down and came up with a song and had these chords and notes and put them together, and now it's freaking happy birthday, yada, 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 and I just played it. I just played it. I just played it on a guitar that my wife got me for Father's Day. Man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And so, and, and so, so, so he was like, so we went through these songs, we were playing the whatever, and then he says, how about we play a 12-bar blues? And I'm like, I hate, cool, I like the blues. He's like, you're not intimidated. I'm like, nope. Why do you think I'm not intimidated? I'll tell you why. Because I got faith in the one that's instructed me. Preach! I got faith in the one that's instructing me. He's not going to lead me somewhere where... I'm not going to be able to go. I mean, he's not going to lead me into 
uh, into a situation where I'm going to be in over my head. Hello. He's going to lead me where he knows he's going to, he's gone before me. He's made a way for me. Are you listening to me, people? He's made a way and he's not going to lead me into disaster. So what does that look like? That looks like him and I, and he pulls out his guitar, and now we're playing Hound Dog by Elvis freaking Presley. What? Happy birthday to freaking Hound Dog. And it sounded like it. Now, do I have all my transitions? Does it sound super smooth? No, it doesn't. But he said that's muscle memory, and you gotta just you just keep practicing. And he said that's what you're doing, and you're doing an excellent job. Bang, bada, boom, people. Don't, despite those, don't, 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 don't despise the day of small beginnings. Start small, but push through that smallness. Push through, and those little successes, you need to celebrate the crap out of those successes. You need to make a big freaking deal, because it is a big deal. You're learning something new. You're, you're going where you haven't gone before. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. Holy crap. Do you want to talk about pain? Is going from a D chord to a G chord to a C chord or CN2, CN9 chord and then slide in that CN9 over to play the D chord. Oh my goodness gracious, is that pain on my ring finger. Felt like I was going to slice my finger wide open. I was just waiting for it to be bleeding all over the guitar. It hurt a lot. Yes, it's hurting. Yes, it's hard work, but it is freaking worth it. You are worth it. You're worth the work that you put into it. You are worth experiencing successes. You are worth experiencing victories. Little microscopic victories, you're worth those. Push through it. Push through the pain, push through the uncomfortableness, and go get it. Go get it, people. All right, that's it. That was it. That's all for today. I, you know, once again, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Follow me on Instagram, the the drive home. Um, follow me on on on. You know, I like the page on Facebook, the drive home podcast, whatever, the drive home with Dale and special guests. Like that follow that uh, and uh, as always I hope you know where you're going on the drive home